But you can't think of any that are good So why not instead help us to live And give us all your money Patreon.com <laughs> slash shame city. I'm sure that would have <laughs> Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare Hello and welcome to episode 53 of That's a Shame. I'm Declan. Yeah. Yeah, you are. And opposite me, as always, it's my pal. Hi, I'm Isaac. I don't know why Declan broke into that 90s inflected Fresh Prince rap. Right. But it, it was might, good. It might have been your... Oh, my... Or the beat you laid down. The beatboxing. I can't help it. I'm a rhythmic guy. I mean, it's going to sound weird after whatever our song was this week. That we oh, who recorded knows? Yet. What people might not know about those songs is that... <laughs> but I may sound, hopefully guessed. <laughs> it may sound like the composition phase for those little Patreon intros takes, what, days, weeks, weeks. months, seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what we In do fact- is I walk over to that piano. My hands just go wherever they will. And Declan's mouth just spits out. The most convoluted rhyme he can. <laughs> Pocket, lock it, lock it again. <laughs> oh, you weren't it's expecting it. It's a subversion of rhyme. It's very powerful. Anyway, welcome back to That's a Shame. Hell of a show. What would you say, sir? We've got planned for you today. Planned is a key word here because... Would I, you say I, I, look, we've okay. been planning with any regularity? No, look, I, I actually wanted to talk about this because mm-hmm. it's it was a unique experience for me today. Right. We... we Decided last night that we were going to have to record today. At some point. And um, I have to leave to go and tutor in an hour or so. And We'd so also we, done a fun thing. The last thing you said last night. That's was what like, I was about to say. Like, we, we'll make coming, sure yeah. <laughs> that the, we both don't let the other oversleep. Yes. So we definitely have time to record. Um, so we bo- we've both gotten up in time. Yeah. Um, Plenty of time. Yeah. I embraced the morning. We've both had a shower. I let a man... Leave his parcel here. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds very Very, 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 very um, <laughs> He paid well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've watched a bit of Come Dime with me. Wow. I've had we sugar spoke, puffs. We spoke about some dreams that we'd all had. Crazy. And then I came in. I thought, it's, you know, two o'clock, two and, two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I came into Isaac's room and I said, are we ready to do the show yet? And he said, not exactly. And now at this point, listeners, I was worried because... Mm. When Isaac has been in his room for a while and you come and you remind him of something that he's supposed to have remembered himself anyway. And he says, and he says, not quite. That normally means I've decided to do something better and I'm, and I'm leaving. I've had a better offer. I'm moving I'm, out of the flat and I'm out. Uh, so I was worried that it was going to be, Oh, I'm just off out. I'm going to bang, bang, whatever. But instead, Can you put some context no, behind that. None that at is a all. That's no, not, it's not an activity. <laughs> it's another form of employment. And instead, mm. from Isaac's mouth, studious look in my eyes, I would imagine. Nimbly did he utter. Yeah. Not quite. I'd like some time to prepare. 
For the show. For the show. Not just for anything. Not just, what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, you know, I've always had a rigorous commitment to this project. I think listeners know that. They know who's kind of driving the desk, the yeah. cranking the cog. I, only the most... Crank no, the cog. Crank cogs. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> I've not um, worked in a factory. Um, but yeah, it was odd. Like, I didn't quite know... How to react. Yeah. He collapsed it, on the floor. It was like your granddad saying he was gay or something. It's crazy. He's just like, like oh. Well, how am I here, granddad? It's like, oh. And he's like, people can change. <laughs> Sexuality is fluid, all right? Get with the program. Very progressive. Very dead, progressive granddad. old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really quite disturbing. Mm. Um, I didn't know what to say. So I just said, okay. Like, yeah, I just left it. backed out of the room. I, I, I even, like, offered some some like a bargain i was like it's okay i, I i've done it i, I don't no, expect you i should plan for the show i don't expect you to do it i've, I've come to learn <laughs> so yeah so isaac has come to the show with prepared with some content with a google keep note no full of some of the most boring i love that dry, you i love that you've academic. used You've used your Google Keep to keep something for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it from the computer onto my phone so I don't have to turn and not be audible. Yeah, that is because that would be because you do keep podcast. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a weird kind of mishmash of an episode we've got today because we've both had kind of sort of ideas we wanted to talk about, yes. but we neither of us had quite enough content. And then we sort of shoehorned them together into one sort of but field. In reflection. Or on reflection, as some people with a greater grasp of language might, might say. say. Um, I think there's a kind of unity here that's been something that's been like playing on my mind since we moved in. Because before we lived here, I had not watched television in, by which I mean for more than about 20 minutes at someone else's house. Yeah. For probably six, seven years. I've never really been a big fan of the TV. I like programs and we're exactly the generation that decided that it was a waste of everyone's time <laughs> and uh right we were indeed mm. so like i've seen christmas programs and stuff and it's always on uh family events and things so people don't have to talk to each other you know Perfect. you know how it is but with no regularity had i ever sat down and a tv had been on and that was like the main thing in the room that's all changed because we have mentioned before that we have this huge tv that the landlord just left on a whim in our possession in the living room and so to create a sense of home of you know a gentle babbling sound often when i'm by myself or even if there are people in the room we're all like doing different things anyway yeah then we just have it on in the background and something that confused me as a child has confused me even more as an adult and it's advert now the, (sighs) the kind of first argument for why i find it baffling is why anyone allows them to exist why people consumers haven't been in uproar about just how long advert breaks are and they're oh, definitely yeah. longer now than oh, they used to be as as an example of this um um my girlfriend and i love a bit of trash tv mm. like love to watch a bit of absolute drivel um just to have a good laugh um and so we had been watching X on the Beach, what MTV's that? flagship series in <clears throat> which a bunch of people who have ex-boyfriends or girlfriends, right. but are also on a beach. good-looking in that kind of towy way. Oh, yeah. Um, That's the are, only way is Essex. Are, are 
on a beach and then literally out of the water walk Ugh. to one of their exes. That's weird. It's it's like really oddly shot because it's it's so so painfully fake. Mm. Like, but not even it's not even ashamed of how fake it is. It's embraced it. So what they, trope are they playing so, off? Then, so like? here's what they do. Right, three of them get called via the iPad. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> um, to go down to the like the to the shore, mm. and they sit and they know that one of their exes between them is going to like come out of the water, and they're sat facing the water, and then they're like they go. Oh, I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder. Oh my god! And they look, and then the camera cuts, and there's just someone striding out of the water, like they wouldn't have seen them being like dropped in. Like, they haven't done this twenty times I think their already. MTV to realism is such that they have them like completely submerged for a week in a big like suit, and they come out like, gasping with all seaweed in their face, like something from the Black Lagoon. That'd be a horrifying image. They have to like, they have to perform this like resuscitation <laughs> on their ex. It's about how, yeah, it's a bonding. Thing. Yeah, bonding um, through trauma. But the the reason that I bring it up, not just because it does tie in with the the bullshit of mm. of corporatism, but uh, is that on television this is like an hour slot. Yeah, and when we missed one and had to watch it online, like pirate it, uh, it was. Pop, you mean? I, I you paid would, for it. I would download a house. You're oh, right. Wow. Okay. Um, it was 32 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> 28 was, minutes of ads. Yeah, and Bloody and hell. of those 32 minutes of content, like I, I would say, at least eight of them are just you know coming up on, and we just saw on. <laughs> like, there's probably only 20 minutes of the actual show. That's how boring these people are. Is that so in bad. in a week? Of interaction, there's like 20 minutes worth of conversation that so they can good. justify putting on. Television. I wonder how much they film to get that 20 minutes because you could literally just create like Charlie Brooker shows in that yeah. experiment. Any narrative yeah. from double that amount of footage. It's such nonsense. Another thing that uh, kind of clued me in to the fact that everything's just getting worse when it comes to TV. It's a dying medium and it needs to be taken out back and it's shot. Like, it is head. letting out that kind of howl yeah. of a trap. Not television animal. format, because that's never been better. No. But television broadcast yeah. is total bullshit. I am a big fan of Colin Hay, who is uh, he was the frontman for Men at Work. And I first found out about him because he's in an episode of Scrubs, which I used to watch after school in about year eight, I would say it was probably on at like four o'clock. They did like mm-hmm. a double bill. And uh, one of the songs that is like their most famous men at work song is called Overkill. And I I don't have perfect pitch, but I have like good pitch memory as anyone does who's heard a lot of songs. You can normally tell if it's something's odd about it. And that episode was on about a week ago and I was in the kitchen like making food and Colin Hayes starts playing his song in it. I was like, something really odd there so i went to my piano and it had been it was tuned up by like three semitones which means that it was sped up significant percent so they could fit more adverts into the slot it should have taken that's and so i googled about it and i'd not heard of this before but apparently it's just a common thing like syndicated shows they just speed them up by like 15 percent and they're like people won't really know or care yeah we can just fit in 15 percent more they also cut out scenes like oh yeah i've noticed that from that's friends. made me feel like i was going mad yeah that that like i've noticed that with friends because i've been watching friends like on its or while it was still on mm. like watched its syndicated loop on e4 and then now on comedy central yeah 
since I discovered Birth. it. <laughs> and I have them, we have them all on DVD at home, yeah, but so. we had all of them. And so, uh, know most of the episodes backwards and you just watch and each time the loop goes round, each episode gets shorter and shorter. Like, it's just going to be the opening credits. Do, then, do, 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 hey, Monica, do, do, do. what? I love you. No, you don't. Oh, my God, there's a duck. <laughs> Friends will return tomorrow at four o'clock. <laughs> now at 4.05, it's Scrubs. Colin Hay. <laughs> I can't get to. <laughs> it's just the end. It's a tragic time. Um, and I guess... The second lead-in I've had to be thinking about this was um, the first time I saw what is supposed to constitute a perfume advert in the modern age. Because there was a, I have an abiding memory of this really annoying advert from my early teenage years. And I think it was Natalie Portman and I think it was Chanel. But there was this scene where she goes, I'm a dancer. I love to dance. And it's this like really protracted. It was one of those that ran for like three minutes the whole ad break and it was kind of a love story between her character and some guy who was also famous but I can't remember and they just sort of danced and then at the end it was like buy some perfume please <laughs> <laughs> and that's all because they've accepted that you can't smell no. television yeah. they're just they're, they've just gone so mad with it it's so abstract they um there's a great Dylan Moran bit about uh perfume adverts where he says that when he was younger a perfume advert was a dopey looking woman in a field like <laughs> just kind of like spinning around and then and it's like and now they're all really like grungy and horrible and he's like he's like they used to be called sort of like fleur de fleur for women <laughs> and he's like and now now it's just like some like deranged woman like screaming in the middle of a club like breaking it's like, mirrors. genocide for men and women <laughs> But there's, true. but I, I think there's the same with the um, with things like Coke and Pepsi. They've realised you can't taste it. Yeah. There's a Pepsi advert on at the moment where some people go surfing with luminous surfboards at night. Pepsi. And at the end, it says Pepsi. <laughs> and like, that's literally. It's so odd that that's that just works it. because it must work. Like there mm. must be well, research. Did, did you watch the video that I sent to the group what, yesterday what was it? of the rejected? Uh, what's his name? Something Fraser. Uh, Brendan Fraser no, from The Mummy. Um, no, he's a director, um, and he's the guy who did that really famous Guinness advert of the oh, he waits. He waits. That's what um, he does. And Cadbury's asked him to do one for Flake. Yeah. Did you not watch no, it? No, I've not seen it. It is we'll link to it. the single most haunting thing. <laughs> it's absolute. I. It is everything I would ever want to do if I had his reputation. Yeah. Because it's literally a, a half naked man painted red as the devil in some kind of like darkened, um, like abandoned manor house kind of situation right. with that kind of grainy filter over it. So it looks like a 60s movie. Mm -hmm. um, and he's just dancing seductively to some classical music. And then <laughs> some, and then some yeah. And then Wait. some women, some young women in white nighties kind of crawl towards him and he oh, like no. throws flakes at them and <laughs> they and they eat them seductively and like rub them on their lips oh. and like tongues and then he dances some more as the music reaches a crescendo and then it just says succumb to the crumb <laughs> flake <laughs> That's and so it's fucking incredible it's, it's absolute it's like a minute and a half long oh, wow. and they Cadbury's went well no, certainly not. <laughs> but I was like, I watched it in absolute delight and horror. It was, it was 
imagine doing that like because yeah. i what i would like to imagine is the the meeting at cabbage they're like this guy you i mean you remember that guinness advert everyone does everyone it always it was, tops the list all of, the of it adverts. it's like the best advert that there's ever been it was yeah. incredible i won i cannot wait to see what he's done for it oh god jesus christ <laughs> we're aiming this at children <laughs> the devil's only tangentially related to cabbage <laughs> we keep him buried in bourneville it's it was absolute art, so we, I will we'll link. That, to that sounds like it's moved beyond into the kind of knowing. Realm yeah, exactly. Of, of it, oh, yeah, nonsense. it's it's it, it, it. I mention it in a respectful yeah. way. So that, like, do you remember the advert, the Judderman advert? For, um, uh, it was some vodka. Yeah, brand. yeah, yeah. And it was, I think, it was Julian Barrett from the Mighty Boosh playing this giant balletic figure. Who like the whole theme of the advert was beware the judder man, my dear, when the moon is fat, which is one of the most horrible <laughs> phrases I've ever heard. Describing the moon as fat makes me feel physically Dreadful. ill because you look up at it and it just looks like a big suet ball hanging in the sky. Yeah. Where once I had but love for the moon, now you, he just fucks it up. Hey, you fucking love. And he moon. just sort of creeps around in kind of silent movie jerkiness, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's an advert for vodka, and you're like, well. What? Why? Like, what, what? You're not selling me the experience I'm going to have of drinking it. I just no. don't understand how any of this it, works. It's just about something that you remember. I think at that point they're yeah. like, it's it's kind of it's it's the inevitable final form of advertising, isn't it? That in the end, it's it's just one step above having subliminal messaging mm. in something. Um, it's it's that they've gone well. Actually, it doesn't have to have anything to do with it. It's just like I mean the. The the gorilla advert for Cadbury's another great nothing advert. to do with chocolate. It is purple though. It is purple, but that's it. Like yeah. that's just the that is as subliminal as you, Gorillas you can, can probably eat do. Chocolate. And he just plays the drums to Phil in the Collins. air tonight, and and it's art. Yeah, I guess. But you, everyone remembers it. But did it make you want Cadbury's? No, but is it made not me a danger remember that, Cadbury's. But I, I remember loads of things I don't like. I remember Hitler. I'm not going to give him uh, my Patreon not dollar. Stupid. But I must be at least. Like, I think we privilege ourselves too much as removed from the effects oh, of definitely. market forces. I'm sure that but we are. But everyone does. Everyone thinks that, well, it doesn't work on me. But for but someone it obviously working. is working on everyone or they wouldn't be doing it. Not working so on, on me. Some I level, fucking don't like chocolate, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lost cause. But on some level, there must be research that says, like you say, it doesn't matter if yeah. you mention anything about the product, what the brand is, just as long as you know the brand, that's somehow enough. Mm. But it can't work forever because if we just continue with these adverts, like if a child was born in now and only saw Paco Rabanne's insolence advert where a man just sort of morphs into a snake in front of some diamonds and then you want perfume, like it's going to get so far removed from the concept of what the product is that they're they're just going to be like, well, what am I buying? (laughs) Where do I look for this man snake? diamond package <laughs> looks good whatever it because is. it only surely works it's predicated on brand awareness like i know what cabri sells and yeah. i've eaten it but if you hadn't like how does that function well i suppose it's based on the fact that that's not the only way that you would know of their brand mm. you've got to have some adverts about chocolate well i mean the idea of brand awareness and you've got to know that I mean, I think that it is just the fact that you need to, to know what it is and be reminded of it. And even if you already know it and you've already bought into it, you need to be reminded of it. Because there was that, the thing about the Sega games. Sega! Yeah, that that sound, mm. their audio 
logo or whatever you call that. Yeah, what is it called? Ident, a sting. Yeah, something, yeah, a sting, I suppose. Um, took up an eighth of the cartridge for like the original Sonic games mm. because they were just, it was so important to them that you hear that. And it was also a much better like quality of polyphony than was available yeah, in other games because yeah. they didn't have any. They had like multiple Four, voices and stuff. like voice, yeah, like sound channels. Mm, it just feels like they're kind of not trying very hard. If if as much as you no. do in advertising and as much as people are paid in advertising, well, that's what I was saying. Peak earlier, bullshit yeah. job that it is. Um, uh, that that their metric for success is. Have people still heard of Coke? It's like, that is really the very least of your worries. Yeah. Like, sell me on it. Like, what? I need a bit more than just knowing it exists yeah. to be prompted to get something, I think. And I guess everyone thinks that, but then people are buying stuff. So, what away. you're saying is they should take a leaf out of our Patreon songbook and just improvise. That would be great if they just cut to a man in a little room and he just sort of. The head. Oh, um, the CEO. Well, it's brown, Coke. it's sugary, uh, it, the can makes a nice Was sound. It black with brown. Uh, with Coke. Black with bits of brown. Uh, yeah. Highlights Flex. of brown. Yeah. Um, Dreadful. But we kind of. This had morphed into. You wanted to talk a bit about slogans because yes. they are the. The absolute nadir of all well, advertising. I, I guess because as someone who has worked in like writing copy for similar things, as yeah. we've talked about on the show before, you're aware that the less text you have, the less real estate, the more precisely chosen each word is. Just do it. That will have gone through hundreds and thousands of hours of confirmation yep. of like brainstorming focus group blue sky thinking just try it no you're fired mark <laughs> try the door and um, there's that joke in bojack horseman where there's like a, a lazy guy wearing a, a t-shirt with i think the nike tick backwards mm. and his t-shirt says do just do it. just it yeah, do just it and so with the slogan it has to be precise it has to be a very limited length to be memorable it often has to like accompany some kind of musical beat. Like there are so many things going on with it that you know that all of the thought is kind of focused on this one thing with an intense precision. And yet they're so unambiguously <laughs> poor. <laughs> all and of there them. are just so many, like there are so few that you think, oh, that's clever or that's good. Yeah. That makes me want to buy a flake. Succumb to the crumb is the best one. That's I've the best. Heard. Yeah, exactly. And Some I, of them do just work. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned before about when my nan started to go, I know I've mentioned to you, mm. but uh, when my nan started to get mental with the old Alzheimer's. That's the one. And um, she always, always had hated adverts mm -hmm. with a genuine passion. The first time that I ever heard her swear was just while round hers on a Friday night once. Um, I think we were watching countdown or something and she wouldn't the, ad, to the, the, ad, the ads came on she went fucking adverts again <laughs> <laughs> um but when she she was kind of in a state where she was almost catatonic like she didn't really mm. speak at all or anything i think she was round for christmas and the, the tv was on and um she was just sat in the corner with a little whiskey mac on the sides next to her nice. and the TV was on incidentally and it was a McDonald's advert and it came to the end and the logo came up and you heard the <whistles> and she just went, I'm loving it. <laughs> wow. McDonald's would pay you I know, exactly. <laughs> if you could put that in like a, an upbeat testimonial with some like ukulele. Dum, 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 I remember dum, my dum. nan. <laughs> <laughs> there she sat. 
Smile in her eye and drink in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's dreadfully dark. Oh, oh dear. But That's yes, a black mirror. That is. <laughs> is. They, they are an insidious. The one that has stuck with me against all odds because it's a service I know I will never use. Yeah. Uh, it's an advert I've not even heard that many times because it was mostly on the radio. So it'd be like when someone else was driving and it's just auto glass repair. Auto glass replace. replace. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's, ah, it's, yeah, they do. Frighteningly good. <laughs> it's very effective. Um, There's, there was an advert. I don't know if you'd, you'd have heard it. Maybe they were like more national, but they had a um, first class windows. No, I'm not heard um, And it was on the radio. And any child who grew up in Essex in the last decade mm-hmm. and a half. Right, if you shouted this in a club in Southend. Everyone would know. They had this song. And it just, it was the maddest little advert. I I think this was someone's whole career. And it was some bloke with a kind of weird pirate slash country accent. Mm -hmm. Um, And singing singing a song. It was like, first class windows have a number that is great. Chelmsford, double two, double six, double eight. (laughs) First class are the best. Call them up and you will see when you, what is when you pay for your front, you get your back done free. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that message. Yeah, That's I was like, you, and it's just if you if you say first class window, people are like, no, no, <laughs> no, it's not, not just the window. Just fetal position. Like pay for your front, you get your back done free. Pay for your front, you get your back done free. I paid for the front. I think it is a special kind of uh, hell to mm. be the person who is like ultimately responsible for those adverts because the thing is they probably work on no one better than their creators. They're the ultimate kind of Frankenstein monster. Yeah. Cause if you were involved in writing da 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 da, I'm it. loving it. You would just like open doors and you'd hear it. You'd like to catch your own eye in the mirror. Da 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 da. You'd just spend your whole life plagued by it. Yeah. You'd hear like a car horn and then another, it'd be like, ba ba. And you go, da da da! da. <laughs> Just be haunted like by gnawing on the your ghost own of your own crimes against humanity. There must come a time, as has been explored to some effect. Oh, in Minority Report, there's a nice bit on advertising that's quite subtle. It's a good bit of world building that they just, he walks past some posters and they're like, good evening whatever your name yeah. is in this film. Well, there's... Have there's, you tried... Because there's a bit after he has... Because they're based on, like, your iris scans. Yeah. Right? And there's a the bit after he has his eyes replaced. <laughs> Great sentence. Hell of a scene. Where um, he, like, walks into a shop. He walks into Gap to, like, try and buy some new clothes. Mm. And the, uh, the poster goes... Hello, welcome back, Mr. Yakamoto. Would you like those tank tops that you got last time? <laughs> He's, and he just walks around like, Mr. Yakamoto. <laughs> <laughs> but there must come, like, the ethics, the ethical thought behind advertising doesn't seem to be, like, a very public decision. Obviously, we have people that regulate if Coke said, this cures AIDS. <laughs> which actually that would leads be so unnecessarily bold. into one of the things I found, one of the bad slogans. Um, but if... If you make obviously false claims, unless you say probably Carlsberg before them, yeah, then you get done. What, but it, the techniques themselves don't seem to be well, subject the, to any discussion. The like the fact that you know your browser remembers everything, everything about and Facebook you. puts a cookie in that tracks every site you go on. Yeah, and the fact that some people seem to have evidence that your microphones are 
listening to what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, unproven, I think, but but there's a lot of um, anecdotal evidence. Yeah. I have my own in that I I once whistled a fucking what's her name the all about that bass one Megan Trainer. Yeah, that's her song. No treble. That's the one. Yeah, I remember. I, I once was like humming it along to myself, uh, and then immediately got an advert for therapy. Immediately, yeah. No, like I went on to like. I can't remember, I think it was YouTube or something. And for the first time ever, along the bottom of everything I watched, there was like, hey, buy Megan Trainor's new album on, on Apple. I was like, I guess I'm not, I'm not that into it. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like, we're only going to remember the times that happened. Of course, yeah. Bias sort of things. But there are, there I seems no reason past. to believe that they're going to regulate themselves. No. And with things like Face ID, there's a lot of talk in the privacy community about Apple's new phone because mm. it has this animojis thing, which yeah. seems almost comically dystopic in terms of remember the Waldo, yeah, exactly, of Black Mirror. So it is for those who don't know, it has face tracking built in, so your face is now your password. But the way they're demonstrating this tech and kind of getting people used to the idea that don't worry, we can see what your face is doing at all times and track it quite well, is that you sort of move around in this horrific elephant looking figure or a cat or something moves and bobs around with you and uh things like eye tracking the idea of like adverts that require your gaze to pass so in the way that you skip an advert now after x seconds it could be done by attention so it could be like unless you're looking at this advert it's not going away the possibilities seem quite horrific Mm. but on the same point we know that they're quite shit in some regards <laughs> yeah so whilst there is a huge amount of danger to consider if the best that corsadil could do for their advertising campaign <sighs> here we go in 20 it remains is it still it remains it's correct me if i'm wrong corsadil for people who spit blood when they brush their teeth yep now i'm not too i think they've that. actually uh, cut that down to for people who spit blood boxers just, just at any it, point yeah Spit blood is a horrid expression on its own. It's just like the bluntness. It doesn't even have a like a ring. It's not even For people in any spit kind blood of meter. When they brush their teeth. <laughs> Corsadil. Corsadil. For people who spit blood. <laughs> yeah, it should just be shouted by a different character. Yeah. And it's just like you have to marvel at the sheer balls of whoever pitched that as their starting point. Yeah. They're like, well, what's our demographic? It's kind of it's people who might be getting gum disease, might be worried about it. What's the symptoms? I guess it's it's basically for people who spit blood when they brush their teeth. And someone was like, say that again. <laughs> for people who what? Spit blood. Now, it's long, but I like the length. <laughs> it has no attempt at any of the no. expectations of the form. It, it's captured again in that the 30 Rock bit I told you about the other day, where they try and sell some sofas and then realise that they're all desperately uncomfortable. So they just change the advert to try and sell discomfort. <laughs> and he's like, what did we used to sit on in the past? Poles, girders, <laughs> comfort. That's not American. And it just culminates in the slogan, which is couch town, sit down or get out of the way. <laughs> it's just the same it's school of thought that it, it almost does not matter. No. And what, Corsadil have really lent into this advertising campaign because it did receive, I think for quite a few people, it was the first time that they were like, what? <laughs> there was a real disconnect between the target market yeah. and the response, but they've stuck with it. And um, I don't know if you'll have seen the advert, the print advert that accompanies mm. it, 
where there's a woman whose eye is bleeding. And they say, you wouldn't ignore this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So why ignore blood when you brush your teeth? Just like, get a peek at it again. It's just... It's just quite horrific, isn't it? <laughs> it's horrific and unrelated. And I guess it taps into like paranoia about, yeah. well, I saw a bit of blood once and I did spit it rather than dribble it out of the old mouth. <laughs> buy eight gallons of Corsidil every day. So, but as well, that part of the problem with this is that they don't have to be horrid to be shit. No. Because we mentioned this one and Mark brought up <laughs> Holland and Barrett. <laughs> Pop in and grab it. Holland and Barrett doesn't mean or mean thing. anything. Grab what? <laughs> Can't just go in and grab anything. It's just steal. Yeah, <laughs> come in and, and steal. Holland, Holland and, and Barrett. Barrett sounds like a shit bingo call. <laughs> yeah, for a kind of baffling bingo that's gone beyond our understanding of numbers. Yeah, they're just shouting words. People are like marking it down, hoping they're not going to be purged. There is a real sense of uh, having given up. I yeah. Feel. Well, uh, and. This kind of like links to one of the things that I wanted to talk about, which was poor kind of review and reviews out of it, like advertising for shows, mm. because they seem to have given up very mm-hmm. much there. Um, I remember I walked past a poster for an Emily Sanday album, the one that was out, I think last Christmas or something. Mm. Um, and the best quote that they could find to put on it was, one of the albums of the year. <laughs> but like that phrase without the actual intonation that you have yeah. to put into it literally means this was an <laughs> album that was released to this year. This was one of the albums <laughs> that was released to this year. Go for I think, it if well, you want. like that, if that's the best that you could think to put on the poster, if you couldn't find anything better than that, what like make something else up? Yeah. There was, this was epitomized by something that my girlfriend sent me a picture of which was she was on the tube and there was an advert for the carol king musical oh yeah beautiful isn't yeah it? and on it was the absolute death of advertising mm-hmm. the review that they'd put on the poster was you'll know all the songs <laughs> and this review was from TripAdvisor review. Wow. <laughs> like not even... An audience review on Trip... Who TripAdvisor <laughs> reviews play. a temporary play that's going to go? And you just think, well, you've... That's it. Like, you've you've lost... What are they telling me <laughs> then? Is it that I will I will know them in advance or I'll know them afterwards <laughs> or one of the two? They give you a set list. Either way. <laughs> like, it just doesn't... There's doesn't a lot mean of... Anything. Uh, a lot of print advertising that if it's like part of the same campaign there's a real disconnect where it just doesn't work. It doesn't follow through. So do you remember the Kendall Jenner Pepsi advert? That got oh, a load of backlash goodness, yeah. For, for those who haven't seen it, it kind of bizarrely co-ops the Black Lives Matter movement to try and sell Pepsi. And says that cops are fine as long as you give them a drink. Yeah, and it's like, well, Pepsi's going to solve racial relations <laughs> in the United States. But their slogan is, I think it's spoken in the advert, if I remember it, it's like, Pepsi, live for now. But written down, it's like, live for now. <laughs> it's like Pepsi's deliberately contributing to my early death, which is a lovely idea. It's yeah. nice to think that there's someone inside who's trying to subvert it and be like, actually, it's really bad for you, so yes. just don't bother. <laughs> I've made a list of some more that I'm going to just throw Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, and it's a mixture of ones that I've found in my research and ones that I remember from my life. And on the subject of art with bad reviews or bad slogans one of 
probably the most egregious I've ever noticed myself, which was a campaign that seemed to last for months for a film that was in cinemas for less than its own running time. Do you remember Clash of the Titans? Oh, yeah. Titans will clash was the <laughs> slogan, <laughs> which is really the least I'm looking for yeah. in a film. Well, what about the uh, the the last the War for the Planet of the Apes film, mm. where at the end of the the trailer, Woody Harrelson's character is going, "There will be a war, and if we lose, it will be a planet of apes." <laughs> Planet of the Apes. No, 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 no. Just, just a planet just of, apes. of apes. Why would you say the? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It doesn't happen. They're not the only apes. <laughs> um, there's a film called Gods of Egypt. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the slogan was "The Battle for Eternity Begins," and the YouTube channel Escapist. Have you seen their stuff? No. Had the following to say: "The Battle for Eternity Begins." Is it even worth trying to decipher that? <laughs> Either this is the beginning of a battle that goes on for eternity, <laughs> which is hardly selling it. It's saying the film is akin to spending the afternoon at your in-law's house, or it's referring to a dispute over the ownership of eternity, <laughs> which is even less engaging. <laughs> Why would anyone want to own the concept of eternity or watch anyone else talk about it? It's a good point. You feel like a lot of those people who are paid a lot, I would imagine the marketing departments hmm. for that, they're just looking at the title being like, we reorder the verbs and the nouns here and then what, put a will or a must what, what would be what would be like the worst that you could like lord make of the up? rings rings will lord what about <laughs> if you have okay i will yeah. <laughs> um i'm not going to no <laughs> uh what about if you had uh big fish the fish <laughs> what's big <laughs> the fish must be big <laughs> You can do it with any film, surely. You just change... Some like it hot. Some do <laughs> like it hot. <laughs> it's a shame. Um, what else have I got in my list? Oh, I alluded to this earlier, but Lucas... <laughs> for quite a long time, because I remember this being the case, uh-huh. they had LucasAid AIDS recovery. LucasAid AIDS oh, recovery. no. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> that's really it? quite poor. I mean... Do you think that did... was intentional? No, how could it be? How could anyone have okayed it? Uh, Audi, you might remember Truth in Engineering, which is a bad slogan anyway, because it sounds like a cult sort of thing. Yeah. It sounds like you're going to go and worship a clock. But it was especially bad when they were found to have been cheating on emissions oh, yeah. tests for all their diesel cars oh, yeah. for like years. So that kind of undermined that. You'd think that if you knew your own company was, was doing Volkswagen, that, did you say? Volkswagen own Audi. Oh, right, yeah. Parent company. If you if you knew that your company was engaged in that, which they did because they were doing it, yeah, you'd think <laughs> they did because it was maybe them. truth isn't what we're going to hinge our campaign on. No, uh, nothing sucks like an Electrolux. Oh, how does that make you? Feel? That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was for a slaughterhouse. I found this one on Reddit. These animals are just dying for you to taste them. <laughs> Never been happier to have converted back to vegetarianism. This is my, the most problematic one that I found, especially because it was only from 2015 and it's for Bud Light. You may remember there was some outrage about it, which is quite understandable because their slogan they went for was the perfect beer for removing no from your vocabulary for the night. Oh, yeah. How, how did that happen? Who, that is... Like 
a joke, isn't it? Like you couldn't say that and not have everyone in the room go, well, no. that's a no. You've put it ironically. back in mind. <laughs> I just don't understand the amount of approval that it must have gone through. Like, is everyone that works there just stupid? Do you think there's one really charismatic leader who was like, we shall push forward with yeah. this? Well, I don't know. I like, I, I sometimes think this about the news. Like they do, they do this every now and then. And you think like, how many hands must the script for BBC News go through yeah. before it goes on? And yet still, they manage to get in. I, I've seen it twice now after, like, grand national winning jockeys have been in, a like, an accident the week after. Mm. And they have on the news described them as being in a stable condition. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> just don't. Like, Stop come it, on. If we can notice this the first time it's said, yeah. someone somewhere must have come, like, realised this is what's going on. Maybe they are just all fucking with us. Well, I think that it's more a... Because we've spoken before about this, the idea of you keep getting promoted till you're at yeah. the point where you're Peaking least qualified for your job. Um, but I think that something we haven't necessarily talked much about is this idea of how disconnected from all of the levels beneath you, you get Mm. the higher up you go. And I think that that is truer for wealth than perhaps anything else. It must be the case that once you reach kind of a certain point, and it might not even have to be like a financial point, I think it must just be like a state of mind Mm. in terms of being like the CEO or the, the, the leader of something. Even if you're just the front runner on this, on a project, that you just lose sight of anything that isn't your goal yeah because it just seems that all people in these positions just fail miserably to understand how what they're putting out will relate like how people are going to react to it like i just think that there's such an enormous disconnect between people who run things and make things and people who consume them mm. But they must be consumers in other areas of their lives. Like mm. They're not gone. But, but it's just the structure that says, like, well, you you must be right. I mean, look how much money you're making. Yeah. <laughs> it must be a good slogan. It's it's the rest of the world that's wrong. Yeah, exactly. I but, wonder also if there's any, like, psychological benefit to purposefully having a really poor slogan that we then... Because we're giving free advertising to all these companies. I now. suppose. So maybe they've played us. In a big way. Would you listen to this and then go, well, yeah, I'm going to go and see Clash of the Titans. Right, here we go. Sounds like a great... I they, they do will bleed <laughs> all the time <laughs> from the gums, from the knees. There are some... There's a great example. I read an article about... I can't remember which brand it is of, I, I think, tampons that is like, make every period a happy period. And there was this feminist writer who was like, this was so obviously written by a team of men. That it just, <laughs> yeah. It's just painful to look at. Like The bare minimum is like, let's just get by with this. Yeah. Let's not make it a happy period. What was the, the one um, yesterday, the, the tweet from was that Hollywood Insider or something? There was the BAFTAs or the... The, the Emmys really need a feminist host this year and Seth Myers is the guy Fuck to do it. Sake. Just repeating like, everything is terrible. And that was from an official, that's like an actual yeah. news story. Mm. Fuck's sake. It's just like, come on. Give it a go, guys. I I, I mean, to be fair though, I, I mean, I, I've 
plaster this as a problem for rich people and people in management. But mm. I think that it just is is a problem for everyone in a sense, uh, which is why I added the little the project manager thing. Because one thing that I mentioned to you yesterday was uh, that Norbert, lovely Norbert. Oh, Norbert the, Norbert the student. Norbert the student that yeah. I tutor. Um, <laughs> Norbert. Uh, he has, as I might have mentioned on the show, a phenomenal setup fucking enormous screen. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, while I was tutoring him yesterday, he kept getting these little pop-up messages from mm. a, an extension, like a Chrome extension, um, called Posture Minder. Posture Minder. Yeah. I think because the so last two letters of creepy. posture are RE, so it's like Posture Reminder, Posture oh, Minder. That's very, very poor. Very poor. <laughs> um, but the, um, the, the way that it reminded you to of posture as a concept to stop slouching was through the most patronizing and insufferable series of messages Mm -hmm. Uh, i've written some of them down for you um one of them was sit up straight chum (laughs) chum chum um then whoa stop that slouching amigo oh no like who Who's thought, this who thought like, like, oh, fellow people, kids. people will love this? Yeah. My favourite was, enough of that, Quasimodo, <laughs> no. which is just a hate did not crime. say that. Yeah. Wow. He was, he was an actually disabled, <laughs> literally fictional, disabled admittedly, fan. man. Yeah. That's dreadful. Um, so I, I had a look to see if anyone else had pointed this out, and I found uh, my fa- one of my favourite reviews of all time now. Uh-huh. They give it one star. Okay idea, but the messages are so annoying. <laughs> I don't like being called cuz or sidekick by an app. <laughs> Imagine being called sidekick by a, a fucking Chrome extension. So bad. That's so funny. What is even the point of those things? There's like the Apple Watch tells you to breathe every so often. My mum's one tells her to... We're in like the cinema or the theatre or something and it lit up and she like looked at it really annoyedly. I was like, what was that? I texted me. She's like, it's telling me to stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut up. Get a grip, watches. I think that the... um, To take this though in a slightly... Uh, darker direction. Oh, I'm up for that. Yeah. Um, I think that there is a problem with this sort of callous disconnect, this inability to recognize how what you're saying might be received. Yes. Um, especially in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and the epitome of this was told to me by my sister the other day. We met up for lunch. Um, and I was talking to her about uh, her job, which she doesn't hugely enjoy, and is kind of like looking. It's weird. To move. I thought people loved all those. I jobs. know, That's especially where outlier. they're especially where they're uh, like managed by cunts. Oh, I thought that was a, a real plus. No, yeah, I'd I'd forgotten that that was actually something negative. like a negative. Oh. But uh, she was saying that at the moment it's one of the worst things that the corporate lifestyle has introduced, which is that it's appraisal season. Okay. Now, having not worked in any of these structures, I'm going to assume that is that where, like, your manager gives you feedback on your strengths, your weaknesses? Yeah. Does it involve any, like, personality test sort of things? Uh, No. So they give you a form Mm -hmm. to fill out with, like, how you think you're doing, how is the job suiting you, 
what are the bonuses of the job? What are no. the drawbacks? All, <laughs> uh, you know, what could we do? X, Y, Z. Um, what are your career aspirations? X, mm-hmm. Y, Z. You give this form in. They have a look over it. And then you have a face-to-face meeting. And then they send you... Oh, I'd love to do this. They send you the form back with some, like, feedback. Mm-hmm. And she said that one of her, like, uh, strongest colleagues um, in terms of emotional Hench. strength <laughs> she was fucking huge um no just like a, a very robust confident robust yeah. yes is a good word um woman she said that my sister said she walked into the kitchen to find her sobbing like Aww. in absolute pieces in fact what she actually did was walked in and the woman had her back to her. And so my sister went and went, it's Friday. <laughs> and then she turned around and was sobbing. She was like, oh, sorry. sorry no, it's Thursday. <laughs> it was a Gave joke. Gave her a hug. And the reason she was crying was she'd got this form back and mm. on it was written the single most horrible thing I've ever heard. Okay. Right. That what they'd written was, <clears throat> we don't think you will ever be able to achieve anything you believe that you are able to achieve. <laughs> and no, anything that you ever believe you will be able to achieve. Why? Based on what she'd written on this form. Right? Seemingly. But here's the thing. She hadn't put anything in the career aspirations box. She'd like left it blank. Maybe that's why. So Maybe that's they why don't believe that she'll be able to achieve nothing. anything <laughs> ever. What? Why? Like, that's... It's so unnecessarily horrible. Like, there's no... What What do you think you're motivating someone by saying that we don't think that whatever you believe at any point in your life that you could achieve, you will ever, ever be able to... You That's ever mad. That's like cataclysmically poor. That is the worst feedback you could ever get. <laughs> Where do you go from there? <laughs> it's like an essay that I had a student. I mean, this is a much less bad version but I have one of my students had just got an essay back and the first bit of feedback in red pen, she'd circled a paragraph and just written, no. That, <laughs> like, I, I, where I, do I you once go had exactly the same feedback on an essay, but I watched him mark it. Like I was standing next to him and he read, he read this. And the worst bit was that it was a paragraph that I'd kind of, I'd done like my own research for this and I'd, I'd kind of like come up with my own ideas. for It was only year nine, for fuck's yeah. sake. It was a fucking geography essay. And I, but I was quite like proud of this paragraph. And I saw him read the whole thing and then just like, no. <laughs> I thought, like, well, okay. Imagine, Imagine that compared to, because I, I got in touch with you when I was packing to come here. Because oh, yeah. I found essays from the incredible Claire, Claire Westall. Who is a lecturer at York University. Yeah. She was like head of foundation year or head of first yeah. year at York. She and was she was very, very The clever. most frighteningly clever person. Yeah. Um, and I'd had the privilege of being taught by her for a few modules. And her essay feedback was bar none the best. It was the perfect union of succinct, cutting, and just hideously accurate. Yeah. And I was, um, I'm in particular, uh, sent through a, a part where I'd started a sentence with, in truth, in order to combat someone else's, uh, interpretation yeah. and she'd circled it and just written 
why are you so obsessed with the, the idea of the truth? Why not just tell me what you think? <laughs> and I just crumpled God, on my right. bed. I don't have any self-confidence. I'd also had the audacity to write it further on in the essay, oh, no. so I got a reminder <laughs> later on, like, again, I would have torn that what's out. up with the truth, <laughs> retrospectively, like, getting rid of it. She never saw it. <clears throat> well, that's um, dreadful. I'm, I mean, surely there are grounds for, like, some kind of... That's just bullying. Back because it literally is like that that's, is just, that is just that place horrific. Abuse. That's an attack on everything that you could ever yeah. conceive. Because of. the the thing about it is that it's like a it's like a virus because now even if you lower your expectations, you still, still can't reach fail. them. Like if your expectation is to prove that wrong, you never can. It's quite self defeating, I guess, in a way, because you do quickly reach a paradox of like if you just start, if you just kept like inverting your beliefs every day, yeah. you're going to end up in the exact somewhere. <laughs> so it's going to have some effect. Yeah, in a way, it gives her an ultimate power over the whole universe. You think like a little equation for the yeah. for the meaning of life. God, she is a new deity. God, she's lucky. <laughs> wow, well, I wish people would bully me more. I don't. Um, that's horrid. We should offer solidarity. And uh, publicly release details of this company okay. so that our <laughs> listeners can Harass flood them. them with mail saying that all their dreams are meaningless um, specs. Having brought the show down, though, in that way, uh-huh. I feel it's my responsibility to bring it back up again. I would hope so. What are you going to do? Pass out some what I've What I've got is better than that. Um, I was thinking about bad reviews, uh-huh. um, and I thought, who who in the world might have some bad reviews? Of them. No, no, no. Or having have written, written some bad okay. reviews. And, of course, we return to none other... The inimitable. Danielle's blog. Oh, okay. And um, she reviews things. She's reviewed, would you believe it, books. No, I wouldn't, actually, because well, she didn't show any signs of having engaged with many. Well, like, I mean, we need to do an update episode on her generally because there's... There's been a lot. There's a lot to cover. Okay. She's been nominated for an award. Wow, that's good. Well, congratulations. I was always almost on her, Danielle's side. Her goals for November, she did a whole post on that, mm-hmm. included two charitable acts. <laughs> Not stealing from food banks. There's one for you. <laughs> Not giving the homeless monopoly stickers. <laughs> she actually seems to have rehashed that, but it's exactly the same. But she's right. chucked some emojis in. That's good, actually. That's good. That good. Really, like, how um, sell it to the electorate. What episode should people go back to if they don't know what we're talking about? I don't know. It was called the Basing Stoke. Basing Stoke Food Bank. Yeah. It's episode 26. 20 something, yeah. I would say that's um, <clears throat> So, um, I've got two here for you because they're, they are quite brief. I don't, you know, maybe she doesn't want to go on and on. Yeah. But they are quite brief. She's a succinct person. Um, the first is a book called The Couple Next Door by Shari La Pena. Mm. Um, already the review starts with the, but with no E on the end. Okay, that's an interesting style. Couple Next Door, none of that capitalised, is a gripping thriller, that is capitalised, <laughs> published in 2016 by an English teacher called Shari La Pena. Hmm. I'm assuming it's La Pena rather than La Pena, <laughs> but I'm assuming that she just hasn't bothered to put the... The little thing over the end. Yeah, I could be very wrong. It could be very, very wrong, but uh, that's just... Shari La Pena. I'm not saying La Pena. Or, no. It's not La Pena because anyone in. This book is about a married couple who attend a dinner party next door. They leave their young baby next door due to unforeseen circumstances. I've already lost track Such as the party. Which houses these are all taking place in. Um, so there's a couple. They live in a house next they, door to which is a party. They left next their baby. Next door ba- to that is no, a baby. No, no, no. <laughs> no. In their house okay. is a baby. I think it's 
a very not very thinly veiled uh, <laughs> Madeleine McCann <laughs> rehash. Um, they leave their young baby next door due to unforeseen circumstances. Right, I, right. Like that can only be Babies the babysitter didn't turn up. To death. But like, why describe that mysteriously as unforeseen circumstances? Because I bet it turns out to be a plot point. They forgot the party. <laughs> well, that could be. It, and it? decide to check on her every half an hour. When they arrive back home, the baby is gone. When they arrive back home, Kate McCann killed her. (laughs) Definitely dropped her in a well. (laughs) This leaves us wondering who has taken her. Mm. Does leave me wondering that. That's a good point. You're right. From the moment you open the first page, you are sucked into this world of chaos. (laughs) It's a big vacuum book. You are introduced to some bold characters. (laughs) Oh, no. Sounds like they're all going to (laughs) flash us. Racist. And are unable to work out who is dishonest. And who it's truthful. Okay, that sounds a bit tedious. This book has a range of controversial characters with different backgrounds. Bold and controversial (laughs) is not selling it to me. Throughout the book, I was constantly undecided on which characters I liked and which ones I didn't. That must have been difficult. At one point, I actually disliked them all. No. Even the baby. (laughs) Especially that dead, hidden baby and the unforeseen sitter. A quarter of the way through the book, I was wondering how they would drag this story out to the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good, is it? However, each chapter leaves you suspecting a different character mm. and wondering if the baby is alive. <gasps> there are a few shocking milestones throughout the book. Milestones? Such been... <laughs> as the 100th, 200th and 300th pages. I was shocked they even made it there. <laughs> I'm shocked they even dragged this story out that far. And I would never have been able to guess the ending. Now, forgive okay. me, listeners, but I don't think that don't. necessarily means it was that shocking. <laughs> the baby's just there all along. She it was, was never missing. Danielle, Danielle just misunderstood. <laughs> if you're looking for a book, Connor, <laughs> that, that, That's the that every time you put it down, you are still thinking about it, dot, 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 then this is the book for uh, you. Okay, I thought you were going to recommend something else. I'm excited to discover this author has another book, like, but she already has, mm-hmm. so she's excited that she's discovered, not, it's I'm good. excited to discover yeah, this author has another book called A Stranger in the House, which was published this year, and I cannot wait to read this next. Mm. Now, that was The Couple Next Door. That was okay. a review of that, but I, I saved Does the Does she give one. it a star rating or anything? No, nothing like that. That's good. Just said it was the book for you if you were looking. Hackney, if you were looking it? for a book, that's the book for you. The, it was the book for you because a book that leaves you thinking about it every time you put it down is yeah. any good book. Yeah. So. So therefore, it's just for it's us. It's just by definition. de facto good. Yeah. Um, now this uh, book is called "I'm Traveling Along" by Samuel Bjork. Hmm. Traveling alone is a. Oh, it's changed title. Yep. Good. <laughs> and also, I'm. I'm. Certain has also perhaps changed nationality. Right. Um, Travelling Alone is a German book. Oh, yeah. And in my case, I read the version that was translated into English. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. It is set in Germany. Is a crime novel about a police drama. <laughs> about a police drama. <laughs> with some horrific... So people who make CSI get shot. <laughs> with some horrific and sinister crimes. Mm. <laughs> this is the sweetest, most... Tragic sentence. Although I may not have been able to pronounce all of the characters' names or all of the towns that they lived in. Or all of the words that were used to describe (laughs) any of them. I felt as if I entered a fascinating and cultured world. (laughs) I've gone back to really liking Daniel. The style of which this book was written in 
Yeah. I've reverted back to not. <laughs> was very similar to Paul's Hawkins books. <laughs> Paul's Hawkins series. Yeah. Well, Hawkins there is an apostrophe in Paul's. So, in the sense... That, that's a, this is a new sentence, but whatever. In the sense that there are lots of different characters, <laughs> all with their own story, oh, the and linked to the bigger picture. Right. That's like a novel. That we call narrative. <laughs> Some characters I found it difficult to love or hate, mm. but in the end, it's clear the motives of the characters. Good. <laughs> Seems like she really struggles with the... Like knowing how to feel about characters. <laughs> yeah. Which is not something I really think about very much. No, when I maybe she's a psychopath. Maybe. Maybe she's the only stupid psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's quite common that psychopaths are quite stupid, actually. No, but art tells us they're not. Oh, that's so, true. So we're going Madeline to with Carson. that. Mm. He is the bitch. Um, I, I was interested throughout. Good. Not knowing whether. Not knowing whether. Each page would bring Maya closer to the links or to the horrific crimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to bring you further away, is it? Almost by definition. Um. I found this book a longer than normal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I lose interest when it's a long read, but I was hooked all the way through. Good. It was one of those books that when you put it down, you are left thinking about it. Oh, another one of those. (laughs) Why did she do that? (laughs) Why did who do what? What was the person's motives? Mm. If you're looking for a police novel... (laughs) Then... Please don't. That's not a genre. If you're looking for a police novel... (laughs) That's linked with chilling and unusual crimes... Okay. ...then this book is defo of interest for you. It was recommended to me, and now I am recommending (laughs) it to you. Thanks. It's a service, really, isn't it? And that's her sign-off. That's good. So we're going to have an update on Danielle in a future episode. Yes, definitely. We need to kind of um, go back through. She's been to a wedding... Oh, she, wow. had a, she had a, a bit to drink. Oh, uh, no, she will. didn't. Yeah, she had a bit to drink. I'd like to round off the topic with the results of a survey I found of the <sighs> UK. And it's about oh, corporate jargon. And okay. about the top 10, I think, 10 or so phrases. I think I found the same one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That Go are on. used that people despise the most. Yeah. So we're going to so just let's... run through, let's get our thoughts on, on them from the start. The top one is no, I don't think mm, it's the same list. Touch base. Yep. To that's touch what I've got. base. Or touch base offline. Let's touch base offline, yeah? That's horrid, isn't it? Let's get in the same room, yeah? Let's meet, let's talk. Blue sky thinking, a classic. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're on a journey. Oh. Now it, that is Suggesting a team has not reached its mission, but is on its way. Because, I, I mean, you're not the Argonauts. We're on a journey. You're, you're running a shit business. Game changer. Oh, that is a game changer. No brainer. 13% of people dislike that. Thought shower. Only 13? Now I found that one and I found it perverse. (laughs) It does sound like a kind of weird uh, post-physical sexual act, doesn't it? Yeah. When we're all just consciousnesses floating about in clouds, people are going to engage in thought showers behind the bins. Oh, horrid, isn't it? Uh, I've never heard this one before. If you don't like it, get off the bus. <laughs> that just sounds like something you'd say to someone on a bus. Yeah. That just sounds like something I've said to people It has bus. no euphemistic potential. Oh my God, a man on the bus the other day, I was trying to get home after a really long, boring lesson. Uh-huh. And it was the bus just stopped 
at a stop for ages, as they want to do occasionally. Uh But I could hear some commotion from downstairs, so people were beginning to, like, peek over. And what followed was a 25-minute argument with a man who tried to pay for the bus with... You know how you're supposed to use an Oyster card? Hmm. What this man was using was his own hand. (laughs) And he was insisting that he'd placed the Oyster card on there and somehow in the period between his hand touching the reader with the Oyster card between it, it had dematerialised. Just... And the bus driver was like, but I I saw you, like, you just put your hand there. And he was like, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I had my Oyster card. And the guy was like, no, but it didn't beep. It didn't scan. Like, what, what do you mean? He was like, well, I've paid. It's the principal. And this guy came and was like, can you please get off the bus? And he was like, no, but I've paid. I'm not going to. This went on for 20 minutes until at last the guy, he just seemed to reach a point where he was suddenly, after all this energy built and built and built, he was just deflated. He was like, didn't pay anyway. And just left. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 25 minutes of everyone's lives. Oh, fucking, what is it about people on the bus? What it's is it with buses? Me. I had another one that I told you about. The other oh, day yeah. where I was on the bus to cheatering and while I was on the bus, it became a different bus. <laughs> it just went, sorry, this is no longer the, the 186 to Harrow. This is the 279 to, to fucking Carlisle where it was going. <laughs> We're a mega bus it was, now. Yeah, it was Off just, to Switzerland. I was just like, oh, what do you mean? Run it up the flagpole. That is definitely sexual. To trail or present, I think they mean trial, to trial or present an idea to see what kind of reaction it gets. What's that in reference to, though? You don't put a flag up to right see, out the flag if pole, like see if it. anyone gets wood. Horrible. Mission statement, that's a classic. Pick it up and run with it. Punch a puppy. Uh, now, I found that I've one, never and I found before. it very, very disturbing. It's a bit like Danielle's Eat the Frog. Uh, Do you remember that? Don't eat the frog. Eat the frog. Eat, eat the, the frog. frog. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good slogan. <laughs> To do something horrible for the long-term good of the company, that yeah. almost exclusively sounds like it's used by CD managers to get blowjobs from look, interns. Look, you've you got to punch, punch me, puppy. You've got to punch me, puppy, if you want to get anywhere in this world. It worked for Harvey. Fucking Weinstein cunt. Dreadful. And let's get our ducks in a row. Another tragic. Put a record on and see who dances. Put a record on and see who dances. That's just the same as run it up the flagpole. Yeah, <laughs> square the circle. That's just, oh, me- it doesn't mean anything. It does not mean Why would anything. you even say it? My favourite one that I found was <laughs> to wash its own face, <laughs> meaning that it will pay for itself. What? No one has ever said that in also, their Also, in that phraseology, to wash its own face, it sounds like something Gollum would say of like an ancient evil. It washes its own face. <laughs> <laughs> it's really upsetting. How about cascading relevant information. This sounds like office dirty talk as well. Yeah. And oh, cascade so much relevant Fucking cascade it all over you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the grass grow too long on this one. If someone said that to me, I would lawn mow their head. All right, we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. Look under boring. the bonnet. That's another sex one. It's on my radar. Low hanging fruit. Mm. Got some low hanging fruit there, Maud. Peel the onion. <laughs> That's just... What what does that mean? Because you have to do that. It's not to examine a problem in detail. But that's the first step of dealing with examine a problem in detail. I think it's based on this weird idea that because people in business have obviously never cooked for themselves, they Uh, think you have to peel all of the layers (laughs) of the onion and look under each one. If you count them, it tells you how old it is. (laughs) 
someone else who's been coincidentally on the corporate hating bandwagon this week is long-term emailer Mark Stratfold. Isaac and Declan, the email is entitled The Shame of Black Friday. Which sounds like a, a 21st century ballad. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, something Bob Dylan would write about a man getting crushed in the TV aisle. <laughs> yeah. And the Panasonic fell. <laughs> Isaac and Declan, why is it that about 50% of the emails I'm receiving are for Black Friday sales? This continued infiltration of American ideas into our culture really infuriates me, as does it us. Oh, goodness. Also, Black Friday is unashamedly racist. <laughs> Bullshit, I was going to say, but I, I guess. But I mean, nothing is reduced. No. Like, well... It's just a day that you shop on. Yeah. I can't That's the genius it. of it. It's very clever. I even see it in the shops here in Paris, and it's not even Vendredi Noir. <laughs> it remains firmly black. <laughs> Vendredi Noir sounds like a kind of uh, racially ambiguous 60s Bond villain. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, Bond film. Like Baron Samedi and Vendredi Noir <laughs> together at last. <laughs> Do we really need any more encouragement at this time of year to spend money and buy things that we probably really do not need? I don't think so. It seems that most of us are pretty motivated to do this already. What makes it worse is the association of this day with Thanksgiving, which historically is not really an occasion to be that thankful about. Let's celebrate us English turning up to a new land and massacring lots of the indigenous <laughs> population. We tweeted a, about this. Yeah, there was there was someone who did a tweet about the British in particular, mm. like saying we'd have one of these holidays, but if we had one for every time we did this, we'd never be at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I think that today this would be a hard sell for the basis of a public holiday and celebration. Having lived in America, I understand that it is now seen as a precious day when a lot of the family can get together. American employees do not get nearly the same holiday allowance as we do in Europe, so time off is precious, and a day when everyone is off together even more so. It's about the only day of the year when everything does actually shut down, apart from retail. So if you're in the USA, take the time, be thankful, and spend the long weekend together, and don't feel the need to waste precious family time by joining the manic crashes at the shops. In the UK, it's just a Friday, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> if you really want to waste the day in the shops, Go on Boxing Day. Regards, Mark. Thank you, Thank Mark, you, Mark. For your weekly dose of sanity. Of insight. Now, on the flip side... <laughs> We've had from the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> Noah's been in touch. Uh, this prompted, I assume, by a discussion of dash buttons. Yes. We observed that the overwhelming majority of Amazon's dash buttons seem to feed directly into the cat food machine. That's a like, cat food machine. <laughs> I meant in the sense you make of like soil of green. Noah emailed. He's got a sense of brevity about him. Often. Yeah, and it's I suppose in in the vein of thought monster. It's about mm. pushing us. Yeah, it's prompting for a, a response. He's just offering a thought and seeing what he gets back. The thing is, I have none. I have <laughs> no response to this thought. Subject: cat food from Noah. What's odd? About having a bag of cat food and no cat. Thoughts on that, Declan? There are those kind of... I don't know if they're just made up for TV or uh -huh. if they actually exist, but there are supposedly those scenarios and like thought games that you can um, play to see if someone is like a sociopath. Mm -hmm. So there's the one about a 
a woman turns up to a, her father's funeral and there's a beautiful man there um, that she instantly falls in love with. She wants to like wow. be with him, um, but she doesn't know who he is. Um, and he leaves before she can get his number or his yeah. name or anything. So how does she find out who he is? Mm-hmm. Are you asking me? Mm-hmm. So she's at a funeral mm-hmm. and her there's a man funeral. there. Yeah. Her dad's funeral. Mm-hmm. You've got to resurrect the dad through the Ouija board. Okay, is- well, that just proves that you're a mentor, <laughs> not anything else. But the answer being she kills her mum to see if he comes along to that funeral as well. That's um, not that good, is it? Really? No, it's nonsense. But what I'm thinking is that if you don't know the answer to Noah's question, <laughs> as seemingly <laughs> Noah does not, it tells us more than we could ever tell you by answering. Yes, that's probably fair. This has been an episode all about slogans, and we have one of our own on That's a Shame, that we created many moons ago, many fat moons ago, if I may be so bold. You may. We like to say here that word of mouth, well, it's the best of mouth. Word of mouth is best of mouth. And what that means is that the show is only as good... I take that back already. The show's great, but it's even better. <laughs> it's only as in, good as what? <laughs> I was going to say, it's only as good as our listenership. Oh, but goodness. Even when the mics are off, this show is fantastic. Yeah. So it only gets better with more involvement. And that means if you've got a little friend you can spy on the balcony. Now, that's not... You're not saying like a dwarf. Not. I'm not, not saying a dwarf. I'm saying we're an inclusive show. But they don't have to be a dwarf. Not exclusive. No, no, no. Okay. No. I'm keeping... When you say a little friend... I mean, uh, little in terms of stature or... That's what I was saying. Emotional prowess. Oh. Status. Definitely that. (laughs) (laughs) A diminutive pal. How about that? Yeah, okay. Or a big friend. Oh, psych. There you go. No one in the middle. A friend. Giants and dwarves only. Say you walk into your lunchroom and find that a woman is crying uncontrollably because she's been told that she'll never amount to more than a dead man's dream. Push her in the direction of this show. She probably won't like this episode because we've just discussed that and it might trigger her that. It was response. fun watching you think up each word of dead man's dream one at a time <laughs> as you as you do. Dead. What's man's. next? Man's. Oh, careful now. As Could we know, be controversial. that thought process led to some of the great slogans of our age. So back <laughs> off. All right. Tell them is what I'm saying. Just let Just them know. spread the word. Your mum, your gran, anyone and everyone needs to get on board. The more, the merrier. Preferably younger though, because your gran could die at any minute. That's true. There's a very limited Patreon lifespan. Yeah, exactly. she's got we, we can't be dealing with that. No, that's not on us, is it? No. Have exercise your own judgment there. We've got many ways to get in touch with the show, as Noah and Mark have done. Tell us about those. Well, you could if you had perhaps a troubling question yep. or if you had a diatribe about cultures and customs. Yep. Um, you could email. Good. That's one of the, the main ways. You so can classic. email us. TAS, that's T-A-S. Mm-hmm. Don't be putting a second S that on That would it. be so We're silly. not, that's a shame, shame. No, I might, I might make the TASS email and then anyone who sends there, I'm just going to block them block from them. the show. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We'll just haunt them. Mm. Forever. Okay, cool. That's done. So TAS, T-A-S at shame.city. Um, you could get in touch via the website. Oh, hell of a form on that. Which is shame.city. If you want to get in touch, pop a slash contact. Or just click contact. I've put it there for you. Could you could do I've that. I've done the work for you, It's lads. really, look, it's painfully easy it to is. get in touch with it's us. It's all too easy. We're on Twitter. We are on Twitter. At That's a Shame Cast. We're getting 
I'm enjoying our Twitter at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's started to like we've reached a point where it kind of is its own thing. Like people get in touch, we tweet every so often, and people respond. Yeah, it's no longer feeling like an uphill battle. Yeah, tag us in anything that is a shame. Now we've just got to conquer the great mount of Instagram and Facebook (laughs) that we're never ever going to bother with. (laughs) So much effort. Uh, But yeah, we're at that's a shame cast. Declan's at cynical Declan. I'm at Isaac BD. What else is there in the world? Reviews. That's what it's coming up. Don't you know? To that time of month the end of the month specifically where i get that email from this service that i signed up for and can't really remember the details from good where uh it just compiles all the reviews from all the different itunes stores and sends them across oh that's so nice. maybe in the next episode we'll be reading those out oh that would be nice the next episode of course what you it? yeah i'll be here you'll be different though no no i'll be the same no younger than you ever. won't you'll be in the prime of life a year Older Isaac, our dear Isaac, is going to be a quarter of a century old on Friday, Friday. December the first. That is Isaac's birthday. So if you are listening, be doing. Send him about some birthday wishes. Make sure you come and try and see him. (laughs) He loves being seen on his birthday. I think that Isaac. I've literally never seen Isaac on his birthday. I'm really worried about having to live with people on my birthday. And I think that he goes into a sort of cocoon for the day. I do. I have to cover myself in like goose fat to roll back the age. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Isaac. So I'd like to wish you an official TAS happy birthday. Well, thank you. I don't think it counts unless I'm wishing it as well. And I'm no, not going to. No, no, it does. Oh, okay. So I forgot about there, that. that's that. Well, thank you very much. Um, are you looking forward to it? I could tell by your face that you are. Uh, no. I said it looks like he's been told this is it. <laughs> right, it's 25 and out. I mean, I'll have a nice day, I'm sure. I'm going out for dinner with my family and stuff. I'll get presents and cards. But will that counteract the crushing sense of my of mortality? I think it probably won't. And that's the greatest shame of all. This has been episode whatever the fuck it was. 53. See you never again. 53. What's that? Isaac's age times two plus three. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you.
simple bare necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander of life will come to you